Hey, what's up, everybody? It's your boy, Bradley Thompson here, and we are officially back with another episode of the Living the Canadian Dream podcast. It's 2022 summer, and we're here for the fun. We're here to party out here in the summer. Um, I'm recording this from the studio, aka the apartment. And, um, you know, if you hear any noises that sounds like snoring, um, that's just my dogs breathing. Frenchies aren't known for their breathing ability. <laughs> it just sounds like they're just snoring all the time because I don't know who decided to put Frenchies together that the way that they're put together just doesn't make sense. Frenchies have been put together the same way a Ford's been put together. You know, they look great on the outside, but on the inside, they're not built well. Okay. They need a lot of maintenance, just a lot of issues internally with both Fords and Frenchies. And, um, that's what I'm here to talk about today. You know, it's been a little bit of a, an absence, some would say, but we're back and, um, we're going to break down what French bulldogs are really like. Okay. French bulldogs, they're hip right now. They're in, they're the trend. Um, there's also those, um, I think it's the Shiba, the Shiba dog. That's like the Dogecoin dog. Um, those are in right now too. Fun story. Um, I was watching my wife, uh, play volleyball a few weeks ago and, you know, I had the dogs there at the Frenchies, um, and just chilling, watching, watching some volleyball, some beach volleyball. And somebody came up to me with, um, you know, and they had a dog called the Sheba and they're just like, Oh, can, um, are your dogs friendly? Can they like meet? I'm just like, yeah, sure. They can meet of course. And then I was just like, Oh, what type of dog do you have? Because I don't know dogs. I don't know dog names. I don't know brand names. So how are you thinking that I'm going to know a dog's brand name? I don't even know. Like I know Nike, I know Adidas. Other than that, we get into like Louis Vuitton. I don't know anything about those things. So I was just like, Hey, what type of dog do you have? And then she's just like, oh, I got a Shiba. I don't know. I, I always think Shiba Numa, but I think that was a Call of Duty Zombies map <laughs> from back in the day. And um, yeah, I don't know the name of the dog. So it's the Dogecoin dog. I know that. Um, and she's just like, oh, yeah, it's a Shiba. I'm just like, oh, those are super popular right now. And she's just like, no, they're not. I'm just like, yeah, like everybody's got them. I've seen them like multiple times on walks. She's just like. No, they don't. And then she got super offended and just turned around and walked away. I mean, that's literally a trendy dog right now. She's out here on TikTok with her Sheba, probably um, making a TikTok page for her dog. So yeah, your dog is part of the trend. Your dog is in right now. And that's why you bought it. Don't get mad at me for calling it out. Okay. She turned around, walked away. Okay. Turn around, walked away. So I think, honestly, the moral of the story for anybody out there that has a dog that's planning on getting a dog, um, don't buy a meme dog because, you know, you're buying it because it's in, okay? You're buying it because it's in. And that's the same thing with Frenchies. Frenchies are in. People love Frenchies. And I've never had a Frenchie before in my life. My family's always had like poodle, doodle mixes. And um, yeah, they're a different type of dog. As I was saying before, they're not built the same as like a doodle, as a standard out of the box 
dog. Okay. These dogs, I, I don't know who put them together. They just don't make sense. They cannot survive out there in the wild. I would trust, you know, many dogs out there in the wild if they, if they ever had to, you know, stray dogs and stuff like that. I don't think in any country around the world, you're going to find a, a stray French bulldogs because they do not have the tools equipped to survive. Okay. Let's break it down. Okay. Breathing, respiratory, their face is all squished up. Okay. They have issues breathing. Okay. They have their ears up and they always get like ear infections. My wife has to put eardrops in one of the dog's ears. We have two Frenchies, by the way, they're brother and sister, same litter, very, very cute dogs. Okay. That's besides the point. Ears up, ear infections. Never had to put <laughs> eardrops in a dog's ears before. Okay. Um, you know, they get dry noses. Their noses get super dry because their tongues can't reach the top of their nose and clean it like a standard dog. Okay. Um, let's talk about their legs. Their legs are awfully short. Okay. Very, very short. If you look at a Frenchie's dogs compared to their body, I, I don't understand it. Just super short. Um, very, very weird. Um, let's keep going. Okay. They're very, very heavy. You would look at a Frenchie and be like, oh, that dog's maybe like, you know, 20 pounds. They're like not very big. You try to lift one up. It's like trying to lift up a truck. Okay. These dogs are built like machines, like dumbbells. Okay. Well, Bo, one of the dogs, um, he's probably like 60 pounds. It is an effort to lift them up. Okay. It is an effort to lift them up, but let's keep going. Okay. They can't swim. They're top heavy. They will just sink, which is shocking. That's a survival instinct to be able to swim. Can't swim. Okay. You know, and their stamina, not great. These dogs actually, since they've been um, living with us, uh, because they're at my wife's house before, but since I've gotten them in a walking routine, I'm building their cardio foundation. Okay. I'm building the base, the aerobic base. That's what we're doing right now. And they're actually walking very, very well. So, um, I'll give them that. Okay. I'll give them that, but they do overheat a lot because I don't know. They just overheat way more than other dogs um, that I've seen in the past. But, you know, they're great dogs. They're lovable. They're cute. Um, but also, you know, like that woman's dog, they're, they're also a, um, a trendy dog right now. But at least they aren't a meme dog like that woman's Dogecoin dog. And that's what the moral of the story is here. Okay. But what's up, everybody? Okay, what's up? Welcome back. Um, lots have ha lots have happened um, since I've recorded an episode. You know, busy with life, busy with work. Um, my TikTok game off the charts lately. Follow the TikTok at I am Brad Thompson. Um, you know, I've been busy. Got married in April. Crazy life event, right? So even leading up to the wedding, you know for things like training. My training just went down the drain. Okay. Down the drain. You can't really train hard leading up to a wedding. There's too many things to do. And I thought I was going to be able to train. It didn't work that way, guys. It didn't work that way. So I missed out on weeks of training. Um, obviously wouldn't, you know, replace it for the world. It was a great wedding. It was a lot of fun. Um, and then we went on our honeymoon for a week. So it didn't really train. Went to the gym a couple of times, which was fun, 
Um, but you know, my training, my winter training, my winter aerobic base, my running base, my cycling base just went down the drain. Um, and then I came, you know, we were coming back and I'm just like, okay, I'm going to hit it hard. The minute I come back and start, you know, get on that bike, get on that treadmill and just get after it, get ready for the season. You know, the season's coming up and then we got COVID <laughs> the minute we landed, we had the Rona, um, and we were quarantined. And the crazy thing about that is that we obviously got it on the resort. Um, I would say, because we got it, we it hit us when we landed back in um, Canada. Luckily we didn't get stranded there. Some people have gotten stranded, um, wherever at the resort in the past, uh, I've heard stories and that sounds miserable because you're just locked in your room. It's not like you can go to the beach or to the pool. Um, but yeah, it was, uh, we just got COVID. We got the Rona. Um, we got stranded, um, at home luckily. Uh, but it's funny because, you know, we left leading up to the wedding, you know, honeymoon, we had nothing in the fridge. Okay. We had nothing in the fridge. Our house was a mess and it was just mayhem when we got back. Um, but luckily it took a few days for me, um, to test positive, to get it from my wife. So I was just like, Oh, uh, I gotta be you know, careful. I'm obviously going to get it. We were literally wearing, I was literally wearing a mask in the house, trying not to get it. Cause I'm just like, I'm still not testing negative or I'm still not testing positive. So I might be good. I might be good. And then it just hit me. And then, um, yeah, it wrecked me for a little while. Um, I didn't have any severe side effects to it. Like, you know, tiredness, um, you know, obviously fatigue, uh, cough, like respiratory issues, but then I got over it and then it hit me again. And I think it was like, it's weird. Like it was a couple of weeks after it hit me again. And then I got a little bit better. I started feeling a little better. And then I got hit with like the flu a couple weeks later. So I don't know if my like immune system was just wrecked from COVID and I just immediately just got the flu and fever and I was just wrecked for a week. So my training, my winter base, just down the drain, just no chance. Okay. No chance. But you know, we've gotten over all that stuff, knock on wood, everything's good. Hopefully for the rest of the year, I don't have to deal with that. Um, you know, those viruses anymore. It was just a real pain. I do not recommend it to anyone. So do whatever you can to avoid getting it. Wear a mask, all that sort of stuff. I still wear a mask and um, I do not want to get that again. And, you know, I have grandparents. I got parents. I'm not trying to give it to anybody. So, um, yeah, I've been very, very careful, but I'm getting back into the routine, the training routine. We're back hitting it hard. Um, I feel my fitness starting to slowly come back. I'm not where I'm at, not where I was at before. Um, all this wedding COVID stuff. Um, it really sidelined me for a little bit, but we're back. We're getting there. Um, you know, hopefully by the end of the summer, I'm feeling the fittest I've ever been. Um, you know, it's going to be a slow build, but you know, what are you going to do? There's only so many hours in a day and, you know, we're trying our best to get back. Okay. And especially get back without any injuries, injuries, because sometimes when you try to rush it and you try to do too much, you get injuries, you get, you know, knee issues, you get, pulled muscles and stuff like that. I'm trying to avoid all that stuff and just slowly build it back. Um, but yeah, I got some races on the calendar. I'm planning on hitting up some local races. I'm looking forward to it. Um, I haven't done a race literally since the world championships last November, which is pretty crazy. And, you know, 
speaking of the world championships, obviously a fantastic experience. I've talked about it on previous podcasts, but you know, the world championships for 2022 were in June, which is super weird because they had them in November and then they do it in June. I don't know why they didn't do it in the fall again, which is kind of frustrating. So I wasn't able to go because obviously wedding, all that stuff leading up to it. Um, I wouldn't have been able to train or just get focused and, you know, obviously all that money going into the wedding, just crazy. So I didn't have the time to do that stuff. Um, but you know, it was a great sort of, uh, slice of FOMO, um, fear of missing out while I was watching all the social media updates and all that stuff. And I'm crying to myself a little bit, but it's motivation to keep training so I can go again, maybe next year or maybe in the future. Um, you know, that's what it's all about is just to keep training. I don't know. I love the sport. Um, I love the duathlons. I'm hoping to try to do some triathlons this year as well. Just like the sickness kind of sidelined me for a little bit. So I've made some adjustments on what can I focus on? I haven't been in the pool a lot, um, because I've just been trying to get my running and cycling back to where it needs to be. Um, but you know, we'll slowly get there. Uh, that's all part of the journey. You know, there's always setbacks and you know it's just about how do you improve and sort of get back to where you need to be how do you overcome these setbacks that's what life is all about overcoming setbacks but um you know i moved out now you know no longer living at my rents you know living in my own place and um i will do a uh a vlog um sometime i'm gonna try to start doing some vlogs once in a while but i will do a gym tour live in an apartment, but I got legit workout facility. Okay. We knew when we were coming into this place, my wife was just like, okay, you can have the big room as the workout room. I'm just like, thank goodness. Okay. That's all I want in the world is the big room as the workout room. And, you know, we literally got a squat rack up here. we got a treadmill. We got the bike with Zwift. We got everything. We got weights, everything. And we're in an apartment. So I will show um, the gym in a vlog. Um, I'll, I'll do that soon. Um, because I think that's kind of cool the way that we've been able to sort of make everything work out even in an apartment, um, because real estate prices are insane. Real estate prices are insane. They're saying that, Oh, maybe there's going to be a recession. Yeah, no, no, of course, of course, there's going to be some sort of recession or economic, um, downturn, because you can see that the minute the real estate prices hit the peak, and all those bidding wars. We were trying to buy a house before we rented, and we were bidding sometimes 50 bids on a house, over 250 grand over asking. Like, what is going on? Okay, who has money for this? The answer is most people don't have money for this. They're being crazy. They're bidding on things that they can't afford. And, you know, luckily we're knowledgeable, we're intelligent, and we're not silly, um, just wanting to buy a house. Uh, so we didn't buy anything. Um, but now things are changing. You know, the real estate markets slowed down a lot, right? Um, and interest rates are going up. So it's really tricky for people to obviously be able to afford those houses that, you know, they overpaid for. It just makes no sense. So I don't know, a lot of, you know, there's a lot of speculation now, like, oh, there's going to be some sort of recession in 2023. But it's just like, yeah, it's just the craziness that went on with real estate alone is just insane. And, you know, cryptos dropping, NFTs dropping in value. 
I'm very, very happy. I didn't buy any NFTs because I was thinking about, it. I'm just like, you know, maybe I'll put some money into NFTs just to, just to try it. And I wasn't going to put any like thing big, like a hundred bucks. That is what I would put into an NFT. And I didn't, and I'm happy I didn't even the hundred bucks um, because they just dropped substantially, right? The crypto market has dropped substantially. Um, things are changing. Things are changing out there. So, you know, it's crazy. It's crazy. So like, there's a lot of speculation on what's going on over the next year, but that's just how it is. I don't know how, you know, people, you should have seen some of these houses that we were going to try to bid on. Absolutely insane. Absolutely insane. I wouldn't buy them for $20,000. I wouldn't buy it for five grand. Okay. Some of these houses, absolutely insane. Okay. Insane trap houses. We went to some places in Hamilton, like looking at houses. This is not a livable house. <laughs> this is not a livable house. This is a drug house. Absolutely insane. You drive by some houses, boarded up windows and stuff. How, how is this house going for over asking? 600, what is, what is going on? Okay, what is going, who's buying this house? The only way that you buy a property like this and you're buying it over asking, which is insane, is to demolish the house. You have to demo the house. Literally demo it absolutely insane. I don't know who's buying these houses, but, um, it's crazy. So I think things are changing now. Um, people buying houses without home inspectors. I just think that's insane. You know, obviously if it's a newer house, maybe different, but still, especially some of these old houses, these trap houses that we were looking at, like, cause that was like in our price range going over asking people buying it without any home inspection. And you can see, it's just like, this is not a livable house. I don't know how anybody lives here, um, but it's crazy. Uh, I've been um, watching a lot of like cycling documentaries lately and the Tour de France is on right now, which is always getting me hype. I'm watching one right now about Mark Cavendish, who is one of the most legendary sprinters of all time in cycling. Um, he got snubbed from going to the Tour de France this year. He's currently tied for the most wins in Tour de France history with a legend, Eddie Merckx, and his team did not bring him to the Tour de France. They decided to go with another sprinter, which makes absolutely no sense, especially since their team leader that was supposed to be there, Alaphilippe, um, he isn't there because of injuries and stuff like that. They could have brought him. And I got some conspiracy theories about this. The conspiracy theories that they did not bring them is because the team is Belgi from Belgium and the guy that is currently tied for the most wins at the Tour de France is also Belgium. Belgian. From Belgium. Crazy. Okay. Um, so I think they're just honestly, they were just trying to stop him from getting the most wins in Tour de France history, which is actually crazy. Um, it's a real garbage move, especially when he's your own, you know, star rider. Like what is going on? So um, the Tour de France has been great though. Um, it's been a lot of fun to watch. I love watching the tour. I watched the Giro d'Italia this year too. Been watching lots of cycling, lots of cycling. And then F1 as always been watching that UFC. I watch other than that. I don't really watch much of anything. Um, I don't even watch like TV shows and stuff. Um, I'm very lame. Okay. But I did watch a couple new TV shows. I watched the new stranger things, which was cool. Okay. Eddie Munson, right. Rockin master of puppets, love Metallica. 
definitely the greatest scene in all of Stranger Things, just because it's Metallica. Um, but also I watched this uh, TV show called Severance, and I do recommend it to people. It is legit. It's created by Ben Stiller. It's like a thriller. Very, very cool uh, show. It's like a slow burn. It's kind of like, um, I find it similar to like Ozark, where it's a super slow burn at the start. And at the end of the episodes, there's always like some sort of cliffhanger. So it brings you back in. The first few episodes are kind of slow, but once you get into it, it gets really good. So I actually really enjoyed that show, um, Severance, um, which was legit. Uh, a lot of stuff happening in the world right now. Um, you know, the golf world turned upside down because of the live golf tournament, um, recruiting players from the PGA tour. Hey, at the end of the day, who cares? Okay. Who's watching golf? Nobody watches golf. Okay. It's like watching paint dry. Okay. And I know there's people out there that watch golf. You're probably the same people that watch tennis. Okay. Nobody's watching it. Got anything else to do. Okay. I will literally watch paint dry. Okay. But let's talk about this for a second. Okay. They're recruiting people from the PGA tour, dropping bare money, giving these people millions of dollars to play in their tournaments. And the PGA tour is very salty and trying to say that they're suspended, they're banned, bro, especially if, you know, you can, right. If you can, especially if you're not like the highest level player and you're getting paid millions of dollars, if you can do one tournament, right. Or one set of tournaments for this new franchise and they give you more than there's a stat. Let me give you the stat. Um, and they give me like more than you would ever make in your career. What are we talking about here? You're going to the lived golf tournament. Um, I think it was, a live golf. There was a stat that one golfer, I forget his name. Um, there was a stat that one golfer, I forget the name. I don't know golf. I'm talking shit about golf and I don't know golf. Um, it was the Canadian golfer. I'm pretty sure. Um, golf tournament player contracts. Let's do contracts. Um, yeah, Brian is Bryson DeChambeau got a contract for more than $100 million. Don't know who this person is. Isn't Tiger over a hundred million dollars. Absolutely insane. The league paid a combined 400 to 500 million just for DeChambeau, Dustin Johnson, and Phil Mickelson. Absolutely insane money. Why wouldn't you go? You literally play a few tournaments for however long your contract is, and then you call it a career and you're good for life. What? And the, and the PGA Tour is salty because they're not dropping those dollars. Um, what was the person's name? I think it was Dustin Johnson. I think Justin Dawson, uh, Dustin 
Johnson. Because I think Dustin Johnson from this tournament, I saw a stat that said he makes more money from joining this versus the entire career of Tiger Woods. Um, I don't know. I don't know where the stats are, but that's what the stat was, um, whether I read it on TSN or something like that. But they were comparing how much he made from just this move to live golf compared to the entire career of Tiger Woods. And he was like making more, which is insane. Okay. That's an insane amount of money. Why wouldn't you do it? Okay. Obviously maybe your fans, or maybe you're going to get compensations from your sponsors and stuff like that. That makes sense. Okay. But this is life-changing money. This isn't just a couple hundred thousand dollars. Okay. Not even a million dollars. Um, you know, probably makes these guys, um, you know, interested. This is hundreds of millions of dollars we're talking about. Absolutely insane. Who has money for that? Um, I'm just trying to pay rent over here, but that's okay. Um, that was pretty crazy though. Uh, let's talk about some current events. Okay. Some events that are happening right now. Okay. Joe Biden biking. Okay. There is a clip, put it on my TikTok, put it on all social media, Joe Biden riding a bike. He falls off his bike and it was circulating across the internet. He falls off his bike trying to unclip from his toe clip pedals. What I want to know is why the president of the United States, he's not a young man, okay? He's older. Why is he wearing toe clip pedals to ride a bike? He's probably never really used them before because the way that he was trying to take his feet out looks like it was one of his first times. He doesn't need to push any extra watts. He doesn't need to be more aerodynamic. Why is he wearing toe clip pedals to ride a mountain bike? Makes no sense. So of course he felt anybody that's never really had experience with toe clip pedals would fall. Anybody, doesn't matter what your age is. It doesn't matter how good your balance is. If you've never used them before, and you come to an abrupt stop, you're probably going to fall, especially if they're too tight around your feet. Okay. Absolutely insane. I don't know who decided to put those toe clip pedals on them, but they should, they should just be, they should be fired because absolutely crazy. And it was probably just a little, um, a little PR thing. I don't even know what the, the bike ride was about, but obviously it was a PR opportunity, opportunity showing, um, to live a healthy lifestyle president lives a healthy lifestyle. And then it, you know, the only thing you get from it is a two second clip of his falling off his bike. Absolutely insane. Who put them in toe clip pedals? I want to know. And who tightened them? Who tightened them so they don't come off? Crazy, crazy. Makes no sense. So I hope the president's okay. I think he is. Um, but that's crazy. It's crazy. Not even the secret service could help him in that situation. Okay. There's no chance, no chance. He hasn't used them before. You can see he's, he's a rookie on them. He's a rookie on them, okay? Even for me, I have issues doing track stands, right? Out of light, trying not to unclip. He's got issues, okay? He doesn't need to be in toe clip pedals. Let's just put a random 
a, a normal pedal on that bike. Okay. Maybe some elbow pads, knee pads, just in case. Okay. Nothing to prove here. Okay. Doesn't need to ride without a helmet. No benefit. Okay. Let's keep them. Let's keep them protected. Okay. Another thing in the news, another thing in the news. Okay. Joey Chestnut, one of the greatest hot dog eaters of all time, the greatest hot dog eater of all time. He goes to hot dog eating contests every single year, destroys the competition. Some say the greatest athlete of all time. Some people say that some say the Michael Jordan of hot dog eating contests. That's what people say. Okay. The Mike Tyson of hot dog eating. That's what people say. Okay. He was at the hot dog eating contest for the 4th of July. He was in the process of crushing the competition, consuming hot dogs one after another. When a protester came up to him and disrupted his hot dog eating contest. And not only did he just, you know, take care of the situation, he put the person in a headlock, a rear naked choke, took him to the ground, and then continued to eat hot dogs and win the competition. That is Joey Chestnut in a nutshell. Okay. No pun intended. That is an American hero. If you've ever seen an American hero in the flesh. Okay. Absolutely amazing. I have no idea what the protest was about. Hope the person's okay. But I got to tell you, you would never expect a hot dog eater to be a black belt in jujitsu. Okay. Somebody that could take on Conor McGregor, Nate Diaz. Okay. Put him in the UFC Hall of Fame because that was some crazy stuff. Okay. He took control of the octagon there. Octagon control off the charts. If he was in the UFC game, and I think they should put him in the UFC game, his stats for grappling in jiu-jitsu, 100%. Okay? Because you don't just do that without being a technician in the octagon. Okay? He didn't even think twice. Protester, bang. Rear naked choke. Put him to sleep, bang. On the ground. I don't know if he actually put him to sleep, but it was really, really fast. And he took care of the situation. And I think, you know, he's an amazing person for doing that because it just shows his athleticism, peak human performance. If we're talking about peak human performance, put Joey Chestnut at the top of the conversation. Okay. Michael Jordan, Joey Chestnut. Okay. We're just talking about the overall ability of this athlete. Absolutely insane. Um, Crazy, yo. Crazy. Read a book recently called I'm Here to Win by Chris McCormick. Um, McCormack. Um, he's Australian. Legend in triathlon. Um, it's a fantastic book, even if you're not into triathlon. Um, that's my book recommendation for the week. Um, he's just a great athlete. Inspiring. His story is amazing as well. It's becoming like world champion and stuff like that. Um, I highly recommend it. I actually listened to it as an audiobook. Um, and it's great. It's a great book. So I highly recommend it if you are looking for something fun and interesting to read. Okay. Nothing basic, like from the New York Times bestsellers, which there's sometimes great stuff there, but it's not basic. Okay. This is a great book. It's very, very niche, but you don't have to be into triathlon or endurance sports to read it. It's just a great biography. Okay. Um, honestly, that's it for today, I think, uh, because this is just the first episode back and I'm just happy to be back. Happy to just be back chatting, chit-chatting with y'all. Um, it's been a long time coming. 
just been busy with life, to be honest. And I know that's what I say every single time where I take a little leave of absence, but I have, I was just, you know, getting over all these sicknesses and getting over things like the wedding and stuff like that. But we're here, we're back. Um, it's summer getting ready for some races and hopefully we kick some ass on those races because that's what we want to do. That's what we train for, right? We train to have fun in races and, you know, it's just a great experience, but, um, you know, it's Friday, ready to rock and roll. Going to have some fun working out today. Um, doing a bike workout today, going to do a run maybe to the track, but it kind of looks like it's going to rain today. So I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. But, um, that's about it today, to be honest. Oh, the app of the day. I'm going to give an app recommendation before I leave. Um, the app of the day is going to be my fitness pal. I started using this app to track my calories, to track my, the food that I'm consuming. And it's not that I'm just like trying to see, oh, I don't want to eat too much. I just want to track stuff to see sort of what my calories in um, versus my exercise are and sort of calculate it based on that. It's great. It has, it's super easy to use. You just search up whatever you're eating. And then there's definitely a listing there. You can even scan a barcode, but they literally have everything. It's, it's, it's amazing. Super easy to use. And it remembers all the stuff that you've eaten in previous days. So you can just simply just add it from your list. Cause I eat, I eat basically the same stuff every single day. I'm very, very basic. Um, but it's very easy to use. And I started using it. Then I'm just like, I want to really see if I can, um, add this to training peaks, but also add my Garmin to this to see sort of what my exercise looks like alongside this. How many calories am I burning versus how many calories am I eating? And it allows you to actually sync all this stuff in the app. It allows you to sync it in things like training peaks. If you're using other third-party apps and it syncs everything. So I can see how many calories I've eaten versus how much exercise I've burned in calories. And it's very cool. I really, really like it. Um, it's been a great addition to training. Um, it just gives you a really idea, good idea. And I don't weigh things like that I'm eating or anything like that. I just eyeball it. Um, I'm not crazy. I don't want to get into being crazy like that where I'm weighing stuff because, you know, especially in like something like endurance sports where you're burning so many calories, it's just a vicious cycle. Um, you know, um, and I don't want to get into, you know, anything like that. I want to get into, you know, not over consuming a grain of rice. I'm going to eat when I feel hungry and just eat to replace those calories that I'm burning. Cause I am working out a lot. So, um, yeah, I know some people like to measure it. Not for me, not for me. Um, it's just an eyeball and to keep track of everything because I eat basically the same thing every day, but, um, yeah, no, it's very, very cool app. I recommend it. It's free. They have premium, um, apps, but I never get premium apps. Let's get serious. I never get premium apps. But that's it for today. Okay, that's it for today. I appreciate everybody listening. Um, we're going to be doing this more frequently um, moving forward, whether it's with guests or just solo. Um, solo dolo, as uh, Kid Cudi had that song, solo dolo. Um, but it's great to be back. I just want to do these episodes. I just really enjoy doing podcasts, to be honest. And I hope to have on some inspiring people in the future. I just got to sort of find it in my schedule to sort of do all that stuff because I'm just so busy with things. Life. Okay. But that's it for today. Thank you everybody for listening. Um, the quote of the day. Okay. The quote of the day is from the great Hasbullah. Okay. <laughs> he said in an interview with Barstool Sports, he said, I am iron. And I agree with him because that guy could take on Conor McGregor. If you don't know who Hasbullah is, I highly recommend you just looking it up on it on the internet. 
it's worth it. Okay. He's a meme. Okay. It's great. But that's it for today. Thank you for everybody for watching. I appreciate it. Um, I'll catch y'all later. Um, I'm going to go drink um, my 30th coffee, coffee of the day um, and just have a great weekend. Okay. Enjoy the rest of your week. Enjoy the weather. And we'll catch all cool cats later. Peace out. Canadian dream.